Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. Through this podcast, we hope to challenge and equip you to take your next step in your relationship with Jesus and in living and loving like Him. God intended for forgiveness to be the gateway to freedom, but many of us are settling to sit at the gate, never venturing into the field of freedom. Through this series, we are taking an honest look at the chains that are keeping us tethered to our past and learning to lean into the truth that Jesus said would make freedom possible for us all. Good morning, church. I never thought I'd be that person, but thank you, Lord, for the rain. I used to hear old people talk about that when I was little. Like, we just need some rain. Flowers in the garden. But thank you, Jesus, for the rain. Welcome to Venice Church. Ah, we are glad that you're here. My name is Matt, and we're going to dive right in because, as I said, we believe that we are in a season of freedom where where we're going to step into all that God designed for us, that Jesus came more than just to forgive us, y'all. He came to set us free. He wants to do more than just let us sit at the gate of his forgiveness and spend the rest of our days there until we taste the sweet taste of death. He wants us to step into the field of freedom and run in it with joy and gladness. Come on with me. Like he wants us to experience that kind of life. But to do that, like there's some things we got to deal with. There's some things that we got to do because freedom has a process and a price. And to get there, there's some things that we got to recognize. And last week we began with just talking about how if we're ever going to be free, the first thing we got to admit is that we are broken and bound. As a people, we are broken and bound. See, we all have a past. Oh, y'all holy today? You righteous? Or are you just lying in church? Like, we all have a past. And if we're going to get experience freedom, like, we got to get real about that. And I know the church hasn't been a place where we could be as real as we need to be, but how about we change that? How about the church becomes a place where we get honest about who we really are, and we stop walking around on our righteous high horse, get down from that thing, and actually start doing some work. Because see, here's the reality. We, we all have a past that has become a post and to which we are tethered and from which we cannot escape. See, our choices become chains. Our choices has, have become chains. And like we, we all have a past and we all have made decisions. We've made choices that have become chains. And our past, we become tethered to it. And the problem is like we get used to kind of just living on the leash. That because of the mistakes we made and the choices that we've made and the things that we've done and, and all the, the hiccups that we've had in life, we have tethered ourselves to the past and its post. And like we just settle for living here. Because the reality is even, even on the chain, we still have room to roam. And because we have room to roam, we convince ourselves that we'll also have freedom to flourish. And that's just not true. That... We all have a past that has become a post to which we are tethered and from which we cannot escape. But here's the really bad news. Stay tethered to the post and there will be a penalty. Stay tethered to the post and there will be a penalty. Because scripture is very clear that the wages of sin is death. Like these choices and these chains have no other destination. The only destination sin can have is death. Ultimately, final death, spiritual death, 
separation from God. But like the, these leashes don't limit us just in eternity. They limit us earthly as well. Because not only does sin lead to spiritual death, sin, sin leads to every kind of death. We have all sinned our way into the death of a marriage. Many of us. We have sinned, like we have, because of our sin, it has killed dreams, it has killed careers, it has killed finances, it has killed relationships. Testify somebody that we all have a past that has become a post to which we are tethered and from which we cannot escape. Because the other thing is, we're on the hook and there's nothing we can do about it. Like you cannot untether yourself. You can't come up with a good, you can't be a good person enough. You can't do enough right things. You can't make enough money. You can't put enough degrees on your wall. You can't put enough clothes in your closet. You can't put enough bling on your car. Like there's nothing you can do. We're all tethered to the past and the penalty awaits. But the good news is God saw us in this condition. And because he knew that there was not a plan that we could formulate to get us off the hook, he decided to do it with a person, and his name is Jesus. The, the way off the post is not the right plan. It's only through the person of Jesus Christ. Only in Jesus can you get off the hook. Jesus comes along, and he gives his life he sheds his blood. See, the, the penalty had to be paid. The penalty could not be ignored by a holy God. But Jesus came in order to take the penalty that you and I deserved. And the moment he paid the penalty, you got let off the post. But we tend to return to where we were tethered. Like we all know that, but we tend to return to where we are tethered. That some of us live in this cycle of sin, ask forgiveness. Sin, ask forgiveness. And we do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Anybody ever lived in that cycle? We're like, you, you, you know that you have a past. And you know that you're tethered to it. And you know that the only way off is through the person of Jesus. And you accept that forgiveness. But even though you've been let off the post, you haven't broken the pattern. Because see, if you don't break the pattern, you'll keep going back to the post. And if you're ever going to break this cycle, then not only do you have to trust in the person of Jesus to let you off the post, you have to trust in his power working in you to release you from the pattern. Because if you, if you get off the post but don't, but don't break free from the pattern, you're going to keep going back. And even if you don't go back to the same old post, you're just going to find a new post. You'll find something else to hook onto and you just get tethered to something new. And if we're ever going to break this cycle and live free and be no longer bound and broken, we got to let Jesus move in our lives to get us off the post and work in us to break the pattern. And it takes a person and only the person of Jesus to get us off the post. But you're going to have to come up with a plan if you're going to break the pattern. Can I give you, can I give you something really profound? Sarah, you want to hear it? 
if nothing changes, nothing will change. If nothing changes, nothing will change. And like if you don't break the pattern, if you don't, if you don't stop hanging around certain groups of people and going to certain places and watching certain things, if you don't intentionally come up with a plan to disconnect yourself from that pattern, nothing will ever change. And God says, you know, we talked about like that begins with changing the way that we think. The first step in breaking the pattern is to stop the way you think. Thinking, you keep thinking like a sinner instead of a son, you're going to keep acting like a slave and keep going back to that sin. And we have to be reminded that, all right, all right, Jesus came to not only just to let us off the post and allow us to break the pattern. He came to, like, separate us from the past so we stop looking at it and going back to it. And if you're ever going to be free, that's where it starts. His forgiveness is the gateway to freedom. It lets you off the past and its penalty and breaks you free. But there's so many of us, like, we've experienced that. We made that decision. We've given our lives to Jesus. We've accepted his sacrifice. We've even done the hard work of coming up with the right plan to give us victory over past patterns. And there's people in the room, like you can testify to God's goodness and glory and his power working in your life. And you're no longer bound by what you once were. You're free from that thing. But yet you just still don't feel free. Because the post and its past are not the only threats to your freedom. See, what you've done is not the only thing that you're going to have to overcome to be free. See, for a lot of us, it's not what we've done that's causing us to not live free. It's what's been done to us. For many of us, we're not experiencing freedom, not out of what we've done, but what has been done to us. That we're in the field, but we can barely walk in it, much less run in it. Because even though we're no longer broken and bound, we're still wounded and weighed down. And our ability to run free in the field has nothing to do with what we've done, but what has been done to us. Because there's a lot of people in the room, you have been wounded. Somewhere along the way in your story, somebody did something to you. Somebody said something to you. Somebody broke your trust. Somebody overstepped those boundaries and left you with the wound that has yet to heal. And the reality of that wound, it's like it's continued to palpitate. So, I don't even know if that's the right word. Throb. And it serves as a constant reminder. And what has happened, because of the wound that has been inflicted, bitterness has built and created baggage that is weighing you down not allowing you to experience the freedom that God has for you. See, you are not bound and broken, tethered to the past. You are wounded and weighed down, carrying the baggage of bitterness. Because somewhere along the way, something happened. And maybe it was the very person that you thought 
would protect you. Maybe it was the person that, that was supposed to be the one to keep you from being wounded, and they are the very one who inflicted the wound themselves. And because this has grown in your life, it has become bitterness that has turned into baggage. And you're in the field. You went through the gate of his forgiveness. You're no longer broken and bound, but you're wounded and weighed down. Traveling the field of freedom with the baggage of bitterness. And at first, it feels manageable. You know, at first, we can even pretend like it's not there. What? And everybody else can see it. Everybody looking at you knows you're carrying it. But because you have it in this certain place in your mind and in your heart, you're thinking, I'm pretty good. I can run in the field of freedom. And people say, how are you doing? I'm fine. But there's something on your back. I don't know what you're talking about. And for a while, we, like, we live here. And because at first it doesn't really feel that heavy. And for a while, it's kind of even easy to ignore. But the problem with bitterness is the longer you carry it, the more it builds. And next thing you know, because you haven't dealt with it, because you haven't addressed it, because you haven't been real about it, what turned into back, uh, just a simple backpack has come into luggage. And yeah, again, you, you're in the field. God has forgiven you of your past. You've let God help you deal with what you've done. But what's been done to you is still very raw and real. And you're walking through life carrying around the baggage of bitterness. And then it, as it gets to a point, like, you begin to recognize it. Like, it's undeniable now. Like, there it is. And then, like, it gets to the point where you get so tired, you think, oh, oh, I'll be okay. I just need to, I just need to change positions. That's what will help me, a new position. A new position in relationship, a new position in career, a new position, like, a, a, just a new position and I'll be fine. There we go. I just, need, I just needed to adjust. Not lay it down. Not acknowledge it's there. Just kind of reposition it. And suddenly we, we go, go through our whole lives just doing that. From position to position to position. And after a while, like, it's like, okay. And our way of, of, of coping is just to continue to adjust the position. But what you realize is, hey, after a while, man, it just gets too much. And you try to, next thing you know, like, Oh, it's gotten bigger. Because that's what bitterness does. Like, bi bitterness grows. It builds. It doesn't stay the same. And again, you just think, if I could just adjust position. And I know what y'all are thinking. Y'all thinking, Matt, why are you carrying that? I mean, it's got wheels. <laughs> but remember, we're in the, the field of freedom. A field got rocks in it. Cow manure. Peaks, valleys, goats to navigate. And so we're not talking, you, you do realize that even though you're in God's field of freedom doesn't mean it's going to be simple and easy all the time. 
Doesn't mean there ain't holes you can't step in. Rocks you can stand on and twist your ankle. At times it's smelly and stinky. And just because it's freedom don't mean it's always fun. And it would be nice if you could just, like you at the airport, going on a business trip, on that little escalator thing, y'all know you're supposed to walk on those. You just don't just stand there. You walk on it. It makes you go faster. I will trip you if I see you on that escalator just standing there <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and before you know it, man, you're starting to get exhausted, not physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And if you don't deal with it, guess what? It, not only is it not going away, it's going to keep getting worse. Because that's what bitterness does. It's like the leftovers that you forget about in the refrigerator. You ever done that? You cook dinner, put it in a nice piece of Tupperware, put it in the refrigerator, the next day you go to the store and you buy a bunch of new stuff. And so that salad with ranch dressing gets pushed to the back of the refrigerator till six months later you begin to pull it out and you open <laughs> You open it. And like you can't even say, you just throw the whole container and everything away. It's done, over. Go, you buy you some more Glad Tupperware at the Walmarts, okay? You, it's done. That's what bitterness is. The longer you choose to ignore it, the more time goes by acting like it's not there, the nastier it's going to become and the harder it's going to be to clean up. And you can't live in freedom like this. Yeah, you're in the field. Yeah, God's forgiven you of what you've done, but you're holding on to what they've done. And even though you step through the gate and you're in the field, you're not free. I'm getting tired. <laughs> and God says if you're ever really going to be free, eventually you got to be honest about the bitterness and let him deal with the baggage. I held that for like five minutes. I'm breathing heavy. I see some of that's how we're that's how we're trying to go through life is carrying all this baggage. And it's weighing us down. And even though we're free, we're not free. And if you're ever gonna really be free, not only are you gonna have to get forgiveness, you're gonna have to find a way to give it. Julie, I will clap with you, girl. I've said all along that forgiveness was the gateway to freedom. Not only the forgiveness that you get, but also the freeness, forgiveness that you give. Like, they're both necessary for you to live in freedom. And Jesus was very clear about this. Remember this conversation that Jesus had with Peter in Matthew chapter 18. Go to Matthew chapter 18. Pick up with verse 21. It says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? 
up to seven. Now, I don't know about you, but like, I, I, I think that Peter does not come with this question without reason. I think there's somebody in Peter's life that he wants to throat punch. <laughs> somebody that just continues to do things to hurt him. Somebody who just repeatedly keeps acting like a knucklehead. Y'all got some people like, don't raise your hand. You got some people like that in your life? And notice he doesn't say co-worker or stranger, or like my brother or sister. Like I, maybe it was even somebody close to Peter who continued to wrong or wound him. And like he's going to Jesus like, I'm tired of this joker. So I need you to know, you're my Lord. Tell me like when, when I stop forgiving and start throwing punches. So what, like up to seven times. And again, remember, because like seven is an important biblical number. Because what Jesus is about to say next, you, you, you need to grasp that. So, seven is a number, a perfect number. It's a number of completion. God created the world in seven days. And seven, God completes. With seven, he completes. Keep that in your mind. Because it makes sense as to what Jesus, Jesus answered. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Like, good, because she is on 72. <laughs> Five more. Now, don't, Jesus wasn't putting an actual number. He said, repeatedly and completely, you're going to have to forgive. That's the, the significance of that 70 times 7. Like every day that you're going to have to repeatedly and completely forgive. Because see, maybe you didn't know, forgiveness is not an event. It's a continuous action. Like you don't, like if you're going to rid yourself of, if you're going to put down the baggage of bitterness, it's not that you forgive them today and that's it. You, you forgive them today and probably in 10 minutes from now and then tonight and then tomorrow morning and next Thursday when they act like that. Like it's this constant, repetitive, complete forgiveness. Like if you're going to rid yourself of the baggage of bitterness, you have to forgive repeatedly and completely. And then Jesus says, therefore, Verse 23, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. He owed a debt he could not pay. And the master forgave it completely. You do know that's exactly what you and I have experienced. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And so he paid a debt he did not owe. So that we could be free. So, but when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him just a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Anger issues. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything they had ha that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? 
and anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Verse 35, this is how my heavenly father will treat you, each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Jesus is trying to say that freedom comes not only from forgiveness gotten, but from from forgiveness given. And you know how you can forgive? It's because you've been forgiven. Forgiven people can forgive people. If you haven't been forgiven, you don't have the power at your disposal to ever give you the strength to forgive the way Jesus is saying. But he's saying because you've been forgiven, you can be forgiving. And what he's also trying to remind us in this is, 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 is out of bitterness, we build barriers. Out of bitterness, that we build barriers. That that's exactly what happens, that, 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 that our bitterness becomes a barrier. Not just to other people, but to God. Like if there's bitterness between you and me, there's a barrier between me and God. Remember that time when Jesus said, hey, if you're, you're going to worship, come into the house of God, but you remember that you and your brother have an unresolved issue, you need to go and deal with that so that you can come and worship freely because bitterness will keep a barrier between you and me and you will not be able to freely engage with me. And see, but remember we talked about last week, we have this pattern that keeps taking us back to the post. See, I've, we also build a pattern in the baggage and in the bitterness See, we have built, we have turned our baggage into a pattern. Because what we have believed is the barrier is necessary. That our baggage serves as a barrier from everybody else. That if I, if I use my baggage and leverage my baggage and hide behind my baggage, nobody will ever get to me again and I will never be hurt the rest of my life. But what you don't realize is not only are you keeping others out, you're also destroying your intimacy with God. And what you believe is protection is really a prison. And it's costing you the joy and freedom that God has designed you experience. See, Jesus was very clear all throughout Scripture that forgiveness would be the gateway to freedom. Forgive us. Received and forgiveness given. Even in the Lord's Prayer, remember he said, and forgive us our debts as also we have forgiven our debtors. Forgive us gotten, forgiveness given. That forgiveness is the only antidote to bitterness. I mean, ain't there another way? To get rid of all this? No, like scriptures, like the only antidote to bitterness is forgiveness. The only way to rid yourself of bitterness is to give forgiveness. Paul, Ephesians 4, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ our God forgave you. Well, they haven't earned it. Neither have you. Forgive as you have been forgiven. I will when I feel like it. You will never feel like it. You can't wait to feel forgiveness. You can't wait to feel forgiving to offer forgiveness. 
But let me, can I remind you oh, of two things that forgiveness is not? Forgiveness is not excusing inappropriate behavior. Look at me. Forgiveness is not excusing inappropriate behavior. And that's the reason why so many of us hold it. What they did wasn't right, Matt. I can't forgive them. You're right. It's not okay what they did. One of the worst things that we've come, become conditioned to do as a culture is when somebody to apologize, to respond with, it's okay when it's not. It's not okay what they did to you. It's not okay what they said to you. It's not okay what happened to you. It's not. Forgiveness is not excusing inappropriate behavior. See, forgiveness is not letting them off their hook. It's you putting down your bags. Also, not only is forgiveness not excusing inappropriate behavior, forgiveness is not erasing appropriate boundaries. Forgiveness is not erasing appropriate boundaries. God is not saying that in forgiveness you need to continue to allow yourself to stay in a position where you continue to be wounded. Sometimes it's necessary to put some distance and build some barriers to, to, to keep the right boundaries for your protection. Listen, forgiveness is free, but trust is earned. Know the difference. And when you begin to realize those things, maybe forgiveness begins to be possible because it's necessary because if you keep holding the bags, if bitterness remains in your spirit, you will never be free. But here's another thing you need to know. Forgiveness is also not asking the one who hurt you to heal you. Because only God can do that. And you serve a God that says, I see your bags. I see it. I saw it the day you picked up the very first one. And from that moment to this one, I've been asking you to let me carry it. To forgive and let go and put it down and trust that I can do what you need to heal your wounds. Let me just remind you of a few things the scripture says. Psalm 147 verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. In Matthew, Jesus would say, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I wonder if Peter was thinking about those words of Jesus when he wrote these words in 1 Peter 5, 7, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And there's some people in the room today, if you're going to be free, it's not about being untethered from the past. That's already happened. It's about casting away the baggage, saying, all right, God, you can have it. You can carry it because I can't. You are exhausted. And even though you're in the field, you can't run free because you're wounded and you're weighed down 
And today is the day to let God heal. You bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Father, God, I pray right in this moment for the people in this room who are wounded and weighed down, buried under the baggage of bitterness, so much so it has become a tomb that has drained the very life out of them. God, I pray today is the day that they lay it down, that you give them like only you can in the power of your strength, the ability to extend forgiveness, not excusing inappropriate behavior and not erasing the appropriate boundaries that are necessary to continue to guard their hearts, but to shed the baggage so that they can finally, maybe for the first time ever, run free. God, use this time to minister to your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church Podcast. Stay connected with what's happening at Vintage by downloading the Vintage Church app, where you have access to sermon notes, upcoming events, devotionals, previous podcasts, and discover ways to connect in community. You'll also have access to our deeper podcast, which is a conversational deep dive into the message from the weekend. We hope you join us again soon.